News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, talks between the BBC and Gary Lineker are said to be moving in the right direction after a second night of match of the day was disrupted due to sports pundits, I suppose, not turning up after Gary Lineker's suspension. And we're joined now by London-based journalist Enda Brady on the latest on this. And where are we at now? Are, are we looking for a way of the BBC climbing down? Is that it? Yeah, that's exactly it, Kira. And I think you'll see some movement in the coming hours. I'm told there are crisis talks this morning at the BBC. Tim Davey, Director General, he spent all of last week in Washington, D.C. Now, he flew back in last night. I think he, he and the chairman have really misjudged this. They've made a complete mess of it. And today they will be scrambling to come out with some sort of a fudge, I think is the phrase that was used to me. Um, basically a deal whereby the social media guidelines will be relaxed for people who are not news presenters. So it's not as if Gary Lineker was presenting the main evening news and giving his opinion on as people arriving looking for asylum in the UK. I think what we'll see today is a climb down by the BBC and Lineker has run rings around them. I mean, for a guy who famously didn't run very far as a striker, he has absolutely <laughs> run rings around the BBC management. It's quite interesting, the politics of this, because obviously in the wake of, of his comments, well, a Braverman, various Tory MPs came out criticising him and then Richard Sharp, I, I suppose, took action maybe in the wake of that. He's not really yes, getting is. political backing now, Richard Sharp. They're, 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 they're sort of falling short of, of having his back. Is he at risk? Yeah, I think the chairman is on very thin ice, really, because he's a political appointee. And Sharp got that job not long after arranging mm. an £800,000 loan for Boris Johnson. While Which he was I suspect Prime most people are more concerned about than they are about Lineker's comments. Yeah, precisely. I think it's, it's really split opinion over here. I mean, if you go on social media, you'll, you'll see people telling Gary Lineker to shut up and stick to the soccer. You know, uh, he, he didn't make these comments on any BBC platform. And I think what the BBC bosses have failed to judge is just how popular he is, how well connected he is. He's intelligent. And the big player in all of this, for my money, really, was Ian Wright. As soon as Ian Wright came out and said solidarity with Gary Lineker, Everyone else fell into line. You know, Shearer came out, Alex Scott, all the commentators. You know, the BBC sports coverage at the weekend was an absolute shambles. And I think the bosses are worried about the coming weekend ahead and weekends to come. So you'll see a deal done today and Gary Lineker will be back presenting Match of the Day Saturday night. Yeah, and that's what it looks like. There was a very funny comment by comedian, uh, UK comedian Frankie Boyle, where where he said, Match of the Day, now... (laughs) Now, three minutes long and being presented by a parakeet. Uh, like, the, the, they literally are being ridiculed for the situation they find themselves in the BBC. Yeah, and it's all of their own making. I mean, this, this, you know, the tweet didn't really gain too much traction until right-wing politicians started complaining about it. The Daily Mail started hounding Gary Lineker again. I mean, they seem to have a big issue about how much money he earns. And uh, to be quite frank, he could quadruple his salary by going to Sky. ITV would pay him very good money. You know, he compared to other people... So he like, has somewhere to go, so he doesn't need them, they sort of need him. Yeah, and they didn't realise this. I mean, for BBC management to think that Gary Lineker sits in that studio on Saturday night because he needs a wage, he was a millionaire in 1986, and, you know, a million pounds was worth an awful lot more in the 80s. Lin- Lineker's made of money. He, he does it because he loves the game. I think it's a very good profile for him, obviously. Okay. He has his own uh, you're, media You're, you're predicting all, all will be well with Match of the Day by next weekend. I suppose, lastly, did, did the BBC have any kind of a, a leg to stand on or a point in that they do have guidelines around social media, as, as do News Talk, where we work? A lot of people who work in media organisations, there are guidelines for how people behave online. Was, was there any justification, do you think, based 
focused on on those guidelines? Look, every media organisation, as you correctly point out, Kira, has its social media guidelines and how staff need to behave and present themselves. But he wasn't on air. Lineker will tell you that he did this on a different platform and those are his views and he stuck to them. So it, it's a fascinating debate, but only an organisation like the BBC with really poor management could manage to mess up this situation and dominate. the. I mean, it's leading their own breakfast news bulletins on BBC TV 15 minutes ago, yeah. uh, one week on. I mean, it's, it's staggering how badly handled this has been. Well, the, 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 it's, be their, it's their own, it's their own uh, digital websites that are saying things, moving in the right direction, solving the crisis. <laughs> like, it's their own crisis. But anyway, look, thank you very much. I, I suspect you're right. I suspect we'll see him back on the telly uh, next Saturday night. That is um, London-based journalist there, Enda Brady. Let us know what you think. Are you team, Gary? Are you, is anyone team BBC? I'm sure some people must be. There's always a bit of a division. You can be, te- you can be team in the middle, though. Uh, I'm, I, I'm team Gary. Yeah, I, I'm not team anybody. Uh, and I love Gary Lineker. I think he's a really... I like him as a person. I think he's really good. But I actually also think once you start comparing people to the Nazis, you immediately he lose the argument. compared it to the rise of fascism. Ah, it's, uh, you and I have argued about this off air. I know. 1930s Germany, the rise of fascism. Uh, I thought it was. A, I thought it was. It was not the Holocaust. I thought it was a valid. Yeah. I thought it was a valid comparison. I, I don't. To some of I what's think. Going I on. think you. There's a. There's a rule of thumb in journalism and in history and stuff. When you compare people to the Nazis, even you, if you're you right, even if there are comparisons. Well, there aren't comparisons. I think there, there are. Comparisons. He thinks there are. Some people think well, there are. Yeah, Five three one zero six at a cost of thirty cent. Myself and Shane are not in agreement on this. But let us know what you think. Or of course, you can WhatsApp us oh eight seven fourteen hundred one zero six. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. Six as well.